All right, from the greatest thing ever to maybe the lamest thing ever as we transition here into our Hall of Fame audio of the day. Oh, my God, Mike, not even just because I'm a Jets fan, but just as a football fan and a sports fan, this went from one of the coolest stories of my lifetime to it's now verging on the lamest story of my lifetime. Aaron Rodgers has taken Diva. He's taken... Uh, too cool for school. He's taken holier than thou to a level in which I can no longer comprehend and borderline no longer support, even as he attempts to join my team. This has become a trip to the dentist combined with nails on a chalkboard, combined with watching a fiery train wreck as you stall in traffic on the way home. I mean, this guy and these two teams continue to drag this decision out it's now going, it's not just day after day or week after week. It is now month after month that this story has continued. And the latest wrinkle is that apparently when Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee's show a few weeks ago and said that the Packers had not, I want to phrase this properly, reached out to him in a way that was sufficient to him to know that they were interested in either moving him or keeping him and making a negotiation. Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, responded at the owners' meeting, basically saying, excuse me? I think so. I think, obviously, it was a disappointing season, right? And you come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations, not only with Aaron, but with uh, the rest of the team, coaches, and everybody. And then as you go through that process, you kind of get an idea of where you're going to move to, you know, as a team, how you're going to go forward. And I think I was really looking forward to the conversations with Aaron to see how he fit into that. Uh, those never transpired. So, you know, there, there came a time where we kind of had to we had to make some, you know, decisions. So we went through his representatives to try to kind of talk to him where we were going with our team. And at that point, um, you know, they informed us they would like to, to be traded to the Jets. Yeah, that's not what Aaron said uh, at all. So who do you believe and what's the real story? I'm going to raise my hand here. I don't care anymore. Either <laughs> sign or don't, Mike. This has become so beyond ridiculous. He said, she said, between a megastar and one of the marquee franchises in the NFL. It's enough already. Enough. Well, look, it, truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Words are usually chosen very carefully in situations like this. So we probably still don't have the complete truth from either side. I will point out recently within the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers has had some noteworthy occasions of strongly bending and distorting the truth. Immunized. I'm immunized. Uh, so that needs to be kept in mind if we're evaluating credibility. But at this point, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of over it. Like, I'm really just kind of over this story now. Um, Rogers is, I mean, he's an unbelievable player. Is he the most likable guy? I don't know. Uh, and, and I think likability plays a big role in the staying power of stories like these. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris. Um, I'm, I'm just ready for this to resolve itself and we can move on and, and talk about fun things like the draft, which is in less than a month and, and, and really get rolling into, you know, mini camps and, and the start of training camp, which really is not that far away. We're going to have mini camps in, um, you know, two and a half months. We're going to have the draft in less than a month. Uh, rookie mini camps will be about a month from now. So, um, look, just 
let's resolve this and move on and, and stop with a back and forth. And he, he said, she said, and you know, I'll kind of keep it to myself who I believe more in this story. But again, I'll point out that there's a lot of cookie crumbs that would lead you to the truth that you probably don't have to go too far back to find. Yeah. Unfortunately, those crumbs have become stale, stepped on, uh, <laughs> you know, a dog may have found a few of them. Um, yeah, this is, this is just, like I said, this, this has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Jets fan. This is just a football fan in me. That's, and really to tie everything together, I think social media has become a big problem in all of this because it's given right. athletes an even higher sort of seat at the table in terms of a pecking order of I'm this transcendent figure and I'll give you a glimpse into my lifestyle and a glimpse into my fashion and fame and dating life and, you know, front row seats at every concert and best cars that you can, money can buy. And I'll flash it on Twitter and Instagram. And this is how much better I am than you, the average peon sports fan, essentially. I think, unfortunately, there's a lot there, there's a lot of athletes that don't do that, but there are a lot of athletes who do do that, unfortunately. And it's become an even bigger problem than, you know, 30, 40 years ago when you would see athletes on TV and you would see that they have the best clothes and the best cars. But it was I feel like it was a little more mythological. It was a little mm -hmm. more removed now now it's more shoved in your face and the the ironic part is the pedestal now seems even higher even though we're closer than ever to the access but that's a different rant for a different day and on that positive note we will conclude the latest episode of the off-air podcast by the time we rejoin you next braves will be underway and we will have a ton more shenanigans to get into we'll see how I mean, I'm fascinated to see the way that the Hawks play out their next couple of games, how United's going to bounce back after a tough game last weekend. We successfully avoided talking about that for two episodes, by the way. Um, Good. <laughs> and a whole and I, have a hawk, I have a really hot take Hawks prediction for you. They okay. Teams left. Yeah. I predict they're going to win three of them. Ooh. Spicy. Ooh, you get a transition Annabelle for that one. How about that? It's, I mean, it's it's amazing how a team can break I've never the, seen anything like it. Break the record it, in the NBA yeah. for most games at above or below one game between five hundred. It's amazing. The weirdest thing. I'm going to tell you something though. If that form holds in the playoffs, the Hawks are going to be in a game seven. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, they they could. And they still have a mathematical chance at sneaking into the sixth seed. I, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. But uh, okay, bush. if you stay on this pattern, Chris, just hear me out. You stay on this pattern. Uh, let's see. You have Brooklyn. Let's say you lose. You beat Dallas. Lose Chicago. Beat Washington. Lose Philadelphia. Beat Boston. You're 41 and 41. You're probably going to be eighth. You're probably going to be going to Brooklyn. Uh, possibly Miami. Uh, you'd be coming off a loss, which means you would then win the 9-10 game probably <laughs> against Toronto, but then hear me out. So then lose game one in who's, – who's going to be the number one seed in the East? Milwaukee? Milwaukee. We actually matched pretty well against. True. Lose game one, win game two, lose game three, win game four, lose game five, win game six. You're going to a game seven in Milwaukee in the first round, my friend. You know what you've just become? The Charlie Day meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's smoking the cigarette and has 
the map lined out with all the pins in it trying to solve the case. Right. That's who you've <laughs> officially become. And we will end the episode right there.